0: Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder.
1: All right, we have breaking news here on the Smarticle Podcast. This is our 200th episode. Now, can I say before we go on, we were a minute from my Migo podcast for a little while, And now we're the smarticle podcast.
0: So is this of combined? Oh, it's combined. Yeah. 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 We haven't been doing the smarticle podcast that long, but we, I like to combine the two. I mean, let's just put it this way. It's the 200 show you and I have done together, unless you count the show that you quit from trivia hangover, where we had done probably 20 episodes or poking the barrel. We did maybe five or six episodes. So our, in our broadcasting career together, we've probably had more than 200, but in this, new medium, that we're not new medium, um, new venture, if you will. This is our 200th show. So congratulations, Larry. You know, I I don't know what any of
1: these metrics means. As you know, we have like 25 people listen to each show. So that maybe there's, my mom's listening 25 times, which I think is probably what's going on. (laughs) And she thinks Brandon's the nicest person in the wide world. I am the nicest person. I am. Okay, name one person other than my mom that has ever said, Brandon, you're probably the nicest person on earth. That's not well, who you are. I, That's I'm not, not sure who people you are. have said, I've no, been nice, said i have a nice Nobody. But I have a lot that. of people say I was nice. No, but nobody has said that. Nobody. They've said nobody. I was nice. Okay. I just want to go over this one metric since we're doing a big celebration because maybe i get hit by a bus. On our YouTube yeah. metrics, I told you this the other day, on our YouTube channel, people listen to us for two and a half hours a week. Sure they do. We're That's very crazy. interesting.
0: That is crazy. I think that, wait, wait till we blow up on TikTok. I mean, it's, it's happening, Larry. I just, got,
1: I just, my daughter asked me uh, over the weekend, "Can I get TikTok?" And I relented, so she has a TikTok.
0: What? It's the oh. number.
1: You know what it is. This is why it put me over the edge. It is the number one regulated uh, social network. Sure, a guy from China in a dark room is going to know everything about my daughter, <laughs> but still, nonetheless, you can't even use the word CDC without getting kicked off there. So she's not going to see a bunch of slongs. She's going to just, you know, see. Cute dance
0: moves. You you know, we need to do another show on it. I happen to, I never get on Facebook anymore. I happened to poke on there recently, and there's no one on there anymore. It is so sad. It's like the it's like your grandparents. It's just a meta. Dude, that guy, wow. Anyway, all those laid off workers, they can they can curse at it all they want. But that's not what we're here to talk about today, Larry. Yes, we go
1: to Lifeway Research for this headline, Brandon. Almost every church in the U.S. is holding an in-person service, but. Pastors' repeat worship service attendance is 85% of average for pre-pandemic levels. Aaron Earls, I believe that's his name, from Lifeway Research. You can find him at Wardrobe Door. He's described as the least handy person who ever grew up on a farm by his wife. <laughs> he writes for Lifeway <laughs> Research. He's also got a Substack. Aaron Earls from Honor Churches, Brandon.
0: Yeah, he's definitely more MAGA than he is woke, for sure. If he writes for Lifeways. I mean, that is the that is like the church pew data analyzer to kind of look at churches. So grew up on a farm. I'm assuming, again, we're, we're making all sorts of assumptions. He might be the most woke dude on the planet and just have this job. But my guess is he's probably about a seven on the MAGA meter. Maybe he was a, almost a nine before Trump decided to say two Corinthians. I don't know. This was an interesting read. I- well, I want go to get ahead. your. My thing is, my church was going down the not going down the
1: tubes, but was shrinking vastly before the pandemic. So we're very small now. By the way, I don't go that much, but uh, so I can't really get a beat. Has your church? You were there and continue to go. Is it about where it was before?
0: I think it's about where it was before. It's growing. I think it fits a need in in West Asheville. It's a more traditional. It's I think it just sort of has fit this niche. So it's it is growing. It's a family church, lots of kids, whatever. But it's not super one way or the other. It's kind of right down the middle, so I don't, it doesn't make many people mad or many people happy. It's kind of in the middle. What I thought was interesting about this, and I would love for them to dive a little bit deeper in this research, was they were comparing like the pre-COVID levels to what it is now, and they said that, you know, none of, some of the stuff didn't surprise me at all. Older churches, more mainline churches, Methodists, uh, you, know, churches that have been around forever and ever, Presbyterian they're older and they're smaller. And the pastors of those churches tend to be older. So the older pastors tend to pastor these churches that are hundred to fifty people, relatively small, mostly elderly. I had a buddy that went to an Episcopal church here in Asheville. He said, I really liked it, but it was a church of about 20 people. And the pastor was just announced the week after I was there that he was leaving to go to another church. So I do think these mainline churches, I do think churches in trouble are, are in trouble. And I think part of that has to do with COVID. But I also think it's part of it is systemic in our culture. I think yeah. that that churches, thanks to Trump and others, thanks to the Christian right, have really turned off folks that might have otherwise said, Hey, you know, I don't know about this this Jesus or this Christianity thing, but I but I want to have values in my life. I want to be kind to people. I believe in those things. Those are good. But I think what's happened now is they sort of equate any church with kind of the, the evil MAGA crowd, that that right wing Christian crowd that says, you know, if it ain't King James, it ain't Jesus. Yeah. So I don't know. That's my feeling. I, mean, I don't know if it's true or not. Listen, as a guy who could barely stand going to church in the first
1: place, I'm probably the wrong guy to speak about this, but church had grown stale, right? You go listen to sing a couple songs, listen to the guy preach for 30 minutes, maybe take communion, blah, blah, blah. I think the church needs and needed to reevaluate how it did things. One of my favorite pastor friends of mine, he always preaches like a 10-minute sermon and then stands up and says, what did you think of the sermon? Like that never happened. He's like the only pastor that I ever knew. I just feel like this old custom of pastor preacher you you leave talk about pastor needed to change. So I'm hoping the pandemic and people because I don't know. I'm once again I'm the wrong guy because I think church is boring.
0: Well, I think for our God Talk Friday that we're going to do, we're going to talk about the 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 Roar article on the the title is jesus started a movement and i think it will segue perfectly from this discussion is that this author is saying that hey you know jesus didn't start an institution he started a movement and it's not that institutions can't be helpful And the churches can't be helpful, but and I want to save this because I've got some rants to go on about how churches view the church, right? That they that pastors love to talk about the church, where really what the word church comes from, this word ecclesia, ecclesiastes, which is the total body. And I so I'll hold off on that, but I thought this was an interesting topic. Around it, it brought more. What was good about it for me was it asked more questions than it gave answers, and I thought that was really important. Where I was like, huh. That's interesting. I wonder why we're seeing this 85% level as opposed to 100. Is it because some people are still really worried about COVID? That's possible. I don't know if it's 15% of pre-COVID population, but maybe. Is it because people are like you and they have said it's stagnant and they were about ready to leave anyway? Is it systemic across the country just because of the sign of the times? I don't know. So it, it did point out like the different data points of what types of churches and percentages but it didn't talk about why people weren't going well
1: you it know, didn't
0: say they weren't going for any specific reason
1: there's i don't really have anything to add other than like imagine you're a person whose work has now gone fully at home right so now you don't see anybody all week long other than the camera and your church is open it would seem like you'd want to jump back to go to church to be around people because all week long you're not around people
0: right that that could be a big part of it is that I think that church for a lot of people has always been about community. And if you don't trust the community you're in, you're not going to go, right? If you feel like the church you're in is, is so MAGA that you just don't like, you realize that the people that were sitting next to you in the pew were Magtards that you might not want to go because I'm just saying that might be part of it. I don't know if that's true. They do have an article that's connected to this life way saying, how do you get people coming back to church? And so they, they give some sort of practical steps in their opinion of how to win people back to church, rethinking the worship service, doing these other things. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, that's that's not in this article, but it's a sort of a link for, to the article about what you can do as pastors. And I think they're right. Rethinking the worship service is one, like I said, you go to church, it's like the same old thing. You're like, oh, oh no. But then the flip side of that, you could get into that whole weird mega church fog machines and rock concerts and, and sighing pastors and weeping preachers and all that stuff. And that to me is just as bad i think it starts with community but that's just me uh my church the the main reason i
1: start going to my church is because they would have this giant donut buffet like sure. literally like 500 donuts and it was like the most so amazing good. thing so but good then they, so when, but when everybody when they started coming back they didn't do the donuts right because the health scare blah, blah blah they've recently brought the donuts back so that's kind of made me feel good about it the other thing that was really funny is like i don't know how your church does good con- communion but ours does it like in tinction right so there's a piece of bread you know? But yeah. they put these people that were serving communion in hazmat suits. I was like, could it be more stale? That D- are, they really in ha-
0: are they really? Are they like full suits?
1: Straight on mask, gloves, helmet, like the booties. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. No one's going to want to do that. And I just, we wrote an email to the pastor like, don't do it. <laughs> Rather than be put people yeah, in hazmat. Yeah, is that going on right now? Suit. They actually outlawed it because, I mean, not outlawed. They got rid of that because they realized, yeah, it's a little impersonal.
0: Yeah, rather not do it or say, do it at yeah. home. Yeah, so That's that's the not thinking about it. That's the woke church that says, oh, we're going to protect these people serving. I'm like, better just not to serve than that's to create what this I totally, weird robot yeah. up there or have a robot do it. I mean, tra- train Yuffie to deliver communion. There was one little point in the sort of addendum article that said, make it personal. And I agree with this. They were saying, don't send emails to people. Get on the phone if you're a pastor and call them. Hey Larry, how was it with your soul today? What's going on with you? How's your family? Miss you at church. Not to make you feel guilty, but would love to see you again. People are going to be far more inclined to re- to react with a positive reaction to that as opposed to an email. So I think that I loved that little piece. Of one advice. of my make it personal.
1: One of my closest friends. Her main problem with our church during the pandemic was that she didn't ever receive an actual call from a pastor. It was all like communication, writing emails, right. texts. She just wanted to hear from someone, and. We kind of—I don't know—we I, I guess we're moving that way, anyways, with the human well, touch. Well, but, but I
0: think that's where these mega churches, your church was at that time, was a lot bigger. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I'm not making an excuse for it. You could have people that were deacons calling people up. I mean, yeah, that's sort of the the idea of the Stevens Ministries is to to basically make lay people. People want a phone call. They want to be connected. They want to know that someone cares. My church has done a terrible job of that. <laughs> I mean, terrible. they just, because it's a really smallish, clickish church, so kind of people that are on the inside of the staff know each other. So I just don't think they realize that people need actual face-to-face contact or phone calls at least, but who knows?
1: So my question for your church during the pandemic, did you guys continue the snake charming ceremony where you had to reach your hand in the box? Yes, and the we snake did do bit the pit, you? Fi-
0: pit vipers. Pit vipers. <laughs> and the Anglican church were the only, uh, I will say this one thing that I thought was rather interesting about the church that I go to is they had, the services were in the parking lot. They were outside. Yeah. People would bring lawn chairs. Yeah. I really liked it. I was like, man, I love this. I love this being outdoors. I wish all our services were sort of in this spot. The second they could go back inside so they could get into, and I'm yeah. not kidding, quote, sacred space, like somehow the church building was more sacred than the parking lot, we were going back inside. And I think that was a mess. I think that was a whiff. I think if there's a little bit in the church that I go to of, there's an idolatry around, the functions of things like the images and the, it's all about like creating this sacred space. I'm like, well, that's cool, but you can't do that outside. So anyway, that be no, my, my one thing. My my thing would be your daughter, my
1: kids are not going to go to this traditional church. Like no. they're they going to have to re-figure this out. The, the pastors are going to have to figure it out.
0: Yeah. And they will. I mean, because I, I don't think that these, the, the badness is that the American evangelicals or mainline churches can ruin god's plan i I, that's what i personally think and now this isn't a god talk friday show but that's what i think about that brandon thank you for teaching me